It's time to jump into the Wayback Machine and go back to the 80s. I am your host, Golden Jay, and with me, as always, Frankie Vegas. Hello. And we are here to take you back, back to one of the greatest decades ever. So let's begin. Let's do it. We're going to the eighties, my eighties. Why is why is the eighties like our favorite place? I, you know, I would have to say probably it's where we grew up. It's where we learn life, you know, or you know, the beginning of learning life, you know. Absolutely, yeah. You know, and I think that's where like our memories, like I said, of growing up and. Mm-hmm. You know, what made us what we are, you know? You know, I find it interesting because a lot of people look back at the 80s as a, this really great decade. And I think a lot of it has to do with the things that were kind of created back then, you know. I'm sure that we're going to talk about this. I was looking over a list earlier today. Um, you know, the Internet was kind of introduced and... And, you know, uh, what else did I see on there uh, on that list? Um, You know, cell phones kind of come out in the 80s and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And the music, the music, everybody loves the music from the 80s, the hair metal bands, the, Mm -hmm. you know, even the pop, the pop music from back then, uh, you know. So I, I think it's interesting that people love the 80s so much for the things that, you know, come out of there that still live and thrive today. Oh, yeah. We talked about look what the cat dragged in. Yeah, I had uh, I had uh, my friend Chuck talk about uh, that. Uh, thanks to that episode, he had to go back and listen to that album. Mm-hmm. He'd been listening to it for like a week or whatever. But <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I mean, there are certain decades that just kind of have a special spot, like the sixties, mm-hmm. uh, the '80s. You know, and I think somewhat, you know. Every decade got in things, you right. know. You know, then you know, you know, the seventies got to a lesser extent than the nineties. I don't hear too many people nostalgic about the two thousands. No. Two thousand tens. No. But you know what you get with twenty twenty? I don't know. COVID. COVID. <laughs> but COVID. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't think if another COVID outbreak happened. I don't know that they would say a word, really, to say that it was, because I don't think they could shut down again, because people would lose their ever-loving minds. That's true. I think you're right. But um, me personally, I'll take it. I loved the shutdown. I, I honestly did. I, it was the greatest thing in the world for me, but I kept working through the whole shutdown. Yeah, well, you worked for a hospital. You didn't have a choice. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. We were taking care of you. That's right. The people. But no, it, for me, it was like... You know, I did go to work, but the the roads were empty, you know. Yeah. You know, I still went to the store for groceries and stuff like that. They were empty. Um, you know, it was just in, it was an interesting time, that's for sure, but oh, I don't yeah. I don't know that it'll ever throw out as a, a nostalgic <laughs> like the no, 80s, you know. No, no cuz I didn't mind. You know, I didn't mind going into the stores and them being pretty empty driving down the road. I didn't like wearing a mask. You know, it's funny because um I didn't mind it. It didn't really bother me that much. You know, I know a lot of people that were like, you know, I ain't putting that diaper on my face or, mm-hmm. you know, just this, you know, all the different things that were saying. I didn't mind it that much. It didn't really bother me. 
Um, in the wintertime, I fucking loved it because yeah. I spent a lot of my time, you know, moving around outside. Ah. So my face was always warm. And like, mm, look at me. Oh, there you go. <laughs> hey, I, I think, you know, and it could be just because they're telling me I had to. Right. And that could have been part of it, you know. Oh, I remember the first day they told me I had to wear it. Man, I threw a I threw a hissy pit like I was three years <laughs> old again. But, uh, but you know, as it as it went along, it's like, meh, it is what it is. You know, I'll put this on. And it just didn't it just didn't phase me. I'll tell oh, you yeah. what, the hardest part was was not putting it back on when they lifted the restrictions yeah. and yeah, and you're like say. you walked into some place like you're breaking the rules. It's like oh yeah. fuck, I don't have my yeah. mask on. <laughs> yeah, I still do that sometimes. I'll be walking into like Myers or something like oh shit. Oh. Yeah, no, I don't <laughs> Menards was the big one. Menards was one of the first ones to really push the mask thing. Uh, even before it became a, you know, a government mandate, but you know, they were one of the first out of the gate to say, if you want to come into our store, you need to wear a mask. And that was one of the hard ones to walk into and not wear a mask after everything kind of got lifted. And it was like, Hmm, who's going to fucking try to attack me? (laughs) Hey, you know, you still see some people walking around. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Some people out there still do. And I, that's fine. I mean, if that's what you want to do, I mean. I'm thinking about bringing it back because it's starting to get cold, and <laughs> I just want to keep my face warm. Oh, there you go. There's nothing saying. <laughs> hey, everybody uh, finally started. You know, hey, that was a good time to be in the mask business. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, especially if you made homemade masks or whatever mm-hmm. the cloth yep. ones. Oh, you know what else is a good time if you're if you're the brand called Purell. Purell, yeah. yeah. Purell made a killing at that oh, point. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't get it there for a while. I mean, it was we uh, we ended up with some homemade uh, a lot of breweries. You know, since they got closed up and, and weren't able to you know get the public into their breweries and all that stuff, they kind of shut shut the brewer, beer brewing down and started brewing uh, hand sanitizer. And uh, some of it, I'm pretty sure you could drink because <laughs> the alcohol level and it was so was so tall. Oh, I'm sure there's some alcoholics out there that could probably tell us. The golden age, yeah. The golden image 80s at gmail.com. Um, I had a bunch of it, but uh, we ended up sending it to because uh, we couldn't. The hospital itself couldn't use it because the alcohol content was so high. Yeah. Uh, so we end up sending it to missions to, um, okay. you know, that way it, it will get used. It won't just go to waste. But, yeah. And then some of them were putting actual, look like actual whiskey bottles and stuff like that. And which, you know, got to be careful with that shit, too. I mean, they were using what they had to to, to get through. But, yeah. you know, when you think you're cracking open a beer bottle <laughs> and it's hand sanitizer. Woo! Here you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we love doing the 80s show. We hope you guys are enjoying it. This, my friends, is episode 30. Yeah, the big 3-0. We are well into, (laughs) we're out of our 20s. We're going into our 30s. We're getting old. Getting old. I know. Our teenage years seem so long away. So long. (laughs) But thank you for all the listeners who do listen to us every week. Um, and thanks for helping us get to episode 30. We are so looking forward to episode 50. We'll have to plan something special for episode 50. I'll do something for 80. 
Oh, 100%. Yeah. Eddie is going to be the blowout. That's blowout, like our yeah. that's like our big birthday. Hell yeah. yeah. When will we will we still have, you know, Yeah, we got 50, a little time. We got a little episodes. time to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no rush, no rush. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, we got um as we uh, I hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas. Yeah. And uh we're looking at the new year. What's uh you got anything uh on your agenda for uh twenty twenty four? Uh Frankie Vegas and coming back to wrestling. Oh shit the fucking yeah, got, the, got the phone call last week, week four. Um asked if I wanted to come back. Really? And like, yeah, sure. Why not? You know, I think I'm healed up. I can you can get take in, a, take, take a, a couple more bumps. bumps. Yeah. <laughs> like, why not? You know. Hey, that's awesome. When's your debut under that? Uh, Jan- yeah, first part of January. I, I will look it up for you right, All right. now. Well, while he's looking that yeah. up. Yeah. Well, what's going on with you, Jeremy? I'm going to tell you that my agenda is going to be business uh, focused for 2024 and trying to you know, make sure that Golden Mojo Entertainment is a little more successful. And, you know, we're into our second, that we're, we're starting our third year as uh, as a company. And I want to make sure that we're on the right track. So I'm trying to be a little more business-minded. And let me tell you, my, my, my mind is not business, it's dirty, you know. And so I'm trying to get them worked out. <laughs> So hopefully we'll see more, more meetings. And uh, I got a couple things uh, that I'm kicking around. Me and the rocker chick are uh, trying to figure out. So, um, so hopefully uh, the beginning of the year we'll start having more meetings and talking about our productions and what we can do to uh, to get more views and to get more stuff like that. So um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to really diving in for me it's for me it's a lot of work what we do normally and this is going to kind of pile onto the top of that so i may actually start uh delegating some things to people and um you're kind of working that out so we'll see where see where it goes see what happens all you can do that's right so but once again thank you everybody for who listens to golden 80s or any of the other uh um podcast families you know in the in the in the family so we oh, much yeah. appreciate it but we want you know we want to be greedy we want more we we want more, more listeners more. more we want more yeah but yeah okay my uh i come back on january 13th at the ccac in oh. warsaw indiana oh. um for new year's funk funk Funk, F-U-N-K. Right on. From the FWF. Come on out if you're in the Warsaw area. Um, If you need tickets, you can hit me up, and I can hook you up. How much are tickets? Uh, $15. There you go. $15. $15. January 13th. January 13th, 2024 at the City County Athletic Complex in Warsaw, Indiana. Or the CCAC. So I want to I, I invite the Golden Image guy to come out of one of their little road trips. And oh, shit. We could talk about that, couldn't we? The FWF. <laughs> hey, do we, have, do we have an end where we could do a couple interviews behind the scenes? 
Possibly. Maybe. I can, I, I'm sure Brian will probably allow that. Yeah. Well, why don't you check into that and we'll see what we can do. I, I will look into that. All right. <laughs> that would be fun. So what is that, a Friday or Saturday night? That is a Saturday night. Saturday night, January 13th. Yep. All right. <laughs> All right. Put that in, I'm putting that in my calendar right now. He'll forget about it in about five minutes. Ten probably, but yeah, he'll remind me because that's what Frankie does. He keeps me on my toes, ladies and gentlemen. I try. Hey, did I tell you we got an email? I think we talked about it last <laughs> week. <laughs> We dig, I, I'm dying. Hit me with this email. Okay. It is from Coach Rob. Coach Rob. One of our biggest supporters across oh, yeah. the plane oh, of yeah. Golden Mojo. It says Golden Jay and Frankie Vegas. Hey, that's us. That's he us. actually he hey. actually put Frankie Vegas he put on there. Frankie Vegas. Yeah, that's he spelled awesome. it wrong, but that's okay. I don't care. <laughs> as long as you send me something, I don't care what you say, how you spell it. That's amazing. Sorry. Okay. Sorry I haven't emailed in a while. Fantasy football and chief football take up a lot of my time. It's true. Catching up on all the podcasts that I have missed. To answer your question, real potatoes. Ah. Add some butter and corn. I'm in heaven. (laughs) Just started the Breakfast Club podcast. Loving it. Awesome. One of my all-time favorites. I've been quoting lines right along with you guys. Nice. Keep up the great pod, the great podcast. The eighties wasn't the greatest decade. Demented and sad, but true. <laughs> Coach Rob. <laughs> Demented and sad. Yeah, that's another but nice true. Breakfast Club mm-hmm. uh, reference right there. Thank you, Coach, for the email, man. We we appreciate it. Sorry we didn't get it last episode. Um, my brain trust over here forgot to uh, let me know. <laughs> oh, but we're not perfect by any means, but no. uh, we appreciate the email, man. That's a fucking awesome. Hey, if you want a perfect podcast, then you're in the wrong place. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You are in the totally wrong place. But that's why you're here. That's right. Because you're as sick and demented as we are. <laughs> demented and sad i mean yeah true yeah true yes uh i mean we wouldn't have it any other way no i mean honestly no no No. not at all this is the way we love it we love it this way love it all right frankie what do you got for me oh for the question of the pod ease edition suck it colton suck it colton there you go (laughs) i ain't gotta throw that in there it's a new staple. It's a new staple. Yep. Suck it, Colton. Yep. We t- do we t-shirts. got a t-shirt? We need yeah, to get t-shirts. Say right. Just a plain black t-shirt that says suck White it, Colton. White lettering, suck it, Colton. My problem is, is, you know, that'll feed his ego a little bit farther. And he's <laughs> like, did you get your suck it, Colton t-shirt? No, you can get it at goldenmojoent.com. <laughs> Not yet, though. <laughs> but if the interest is there, we can make it happen. Uh, hey, <laughs> thegoldenimage80s at gmail.com. Or goldenmojoent at gmail.com. Either or. If you want a Suck It Colton t-shirt, let me know. Right now you can get a Fat Billy Ray approved t-shirt on there, though. Fat Billy Ray approved. That's right. Which we are. We are totally Fat Billy Ray approved. But, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, uh, being New Year, the New Year's coming. Do you mm-hmm. have any eighty New Year memories? Oh no, that's the way I know. No. I have very, very, very few New Year's Eve memories at all, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think we know why. Yeah, I you know um, we have done the last several years at Scotty T's place for New Year's, hanging out with him. Um, you know, some of them, uh, some of them good, some of them, you know, most of them are good. There was a couple of them where it was kind of like, I, you know, you're kind of in that, you weren't feeling well mode and, yeah. and you're just kind of hanging out, sitting on the couch, just kind of waiting for it to happen. And, um, before that we did a lot of New Year's Eve's here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as like the eighties, I don't know that I really remember a lot of New Year's Eve growing up. I think. When I was younger, it was always, it was always just triumphant to make it to midnight. You know, most yeah. of the time I'm like, I didn't get some sleep. <laughs> you know, um, and I remember, uh, I remember one where I was completely passed out by nine thirty. But you know, that's a whole different story. <laughs> How about you? You got eighties memories? Eighties memories? I I can just I remember I would stay up and watch Dick Clark rocking New yeah. Year's Eve. Yeah, watch the ball drop. You know, that was the shit back then. I don't know if it so much is now. Well, you I know, know what, it's still on, but, yeah, you know, he's passed. Brian yeah. Seacrest does it. Yeah. You know. I, it's just, it's not the same. It's not the same. Uh, we've actually watched the Miley one the last couple of years, which oh, is yeah? uh, not as, not uh, not too bad. So, it's always fun to watch. But Now, I think I fell asleep last year. I think that's like the first time ever I fell asleep yeah. before the ball dropped. You know, yeah. Because I like to, I like to be up for New Year's. You know, I do. I do too. We always have, uh, you know, a lot of. Like I said, was with Scotty's house. There was always a lot of friends. It's a, you know, yeah, family. You know, I don't want to say just friends. They're family to us, and we all get together, and and uh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Now, do you have a New Year's resolution for this year? I don't, or do you not do resolutions? I don't do resolutions because I I'm, I fail at them so quickly. So yeah. I don't even I don't even make resolutions. So um, I have a mindset of what, like I said, what I want to do for next year, and that's mm-hmm. get the get golden golden mojo more business oriented than just you know the podcast and all this. And I, I have plans. I have things in my head that I want to make happen. But that's scary. I know. I know. I can't wait till next Christmas when I have you out in a thong, <laughs> in a little Santa thong. Out. <laughs> hey, I'll do ah, what I got to do. He, Frankie's a team player. I'm a team player. That's right. You, you, I also noticed that uh, I can't remember the last time I actually called you Brandon. Yeah. Even when we're talking off the air, it's Frankie. <laughs> Oh, there are people in the wrestling business. Uh-huh. They think that's my name, Frankie. <laughs> they have no clue that my real name is Brandon. That's amazing. And that's fine with me. <laughs> I don't care. I will answer uh, to both. Well, so. yeah, that's a, that's awesome. Anyway, I know that was just a side brain thought there, but yeah. Um, yeah so I don't. I'm, do you make resolutions? I put them into thought. In the uh-huh. thought mode, like I would like to work on this. Right. I'm not gonna put it down in stone that I'm gonna do this. Right. But it's something I, you know, it's like 
I'd love to work on my health. You know, my health, right. it kind of sucked. I mean, <laughs> but, you know, I, I kind of put more of my efforts into my wife's health. Uh-huh. And I kind of let mine backslide. Right. Which I probably shouldn't do. But it's understandable. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know, but I'm not I'm not helping anybody by right. letting my health suffer. That's true. That's true. Also. I get, yeah, I get it. But, you know, I'm still going to probably put my wife in the forefront. Uh, absolutely. You know, that's yep. just who I am, you know. Yeah, the wife comes first. Yeah. But, yeah, I, don't, I try not to... I mean, I won't make a, per, a solid like, yeah, I'm going to do this in the new year. This, you know, well, and I also think that uh, you know, um, yes, okay, let's just let's just say that you know, 95 percent of people's New Year's resolutions are always like, I'm going to quit smoking. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's always a big one. And you know, everybody smokes it. You know, smoke that last cigarette. Oh, we got two minutes. You better get that last mm-hmm. cigarette in, and then. At twelve oh one, that oh, we're done. We're we're not going to smoke, and then you know it lasts what three <laughs> three and a half minutes, four minutes. It's like fuck this, this is well, too hard. You, but you know what I'm saying. I, yeah. I think that putting a deadline at midnight on New Year's Eve, you know, going into the new year as a New Year's resolution, I think is just a pillar for failure. Yeah, I think that if you know if that's something you want to do, then just do it. Yeah. Um, you want to quit drinking, then just do it. You know, don't set a time and say, this is when I'm going to start because it, yeah. it just won't, it, you, you put it off because most people make their resolutions between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. What is my New Year's resolution going to be? So you have a week. Mm-hmm. Well, just start when you decide you want to, you know, do it and just don't worry for midnight on New Year's Eve. Well, yeah, because I always thought the resolution was not you start at midnight or 1201, whatever. I thought it was something you were going to work on throughout the year. Right. Your New Year's resolution. (laughs) There you go. You know, and that's what I I say, you know. You know, like one year I said I'm going to quit smoking completely. And my mom had said, so you're going to quit smoking at midnight? Like, well, no, but I want to try throughout the year. My goal by the end of the year to be... You know, right. be to quit smoking. Right. Not, and she thought, well, no, you make a New Year's resolution, you got to do it at Start mid- at midnight, no. yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> it's just, I, I, like I said, I think it's a, I think it's just a, um, um, a start time for failure. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, in all honesty, because if you're going to wait that long and you set that time, you, when the time comes that you want to have another cigarette or another drink or, you know, another night of masturbation, you're going to do it. <laughs> You know, you'd be like, oh, fuck it, I'll start again next week, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the one Jeremy has a problem. With. I do. I can't stop. <laughs> it's constant. Good thing the camera's, you know, waist high. Just saying. No, I kid. I kid. I'm sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Uh, <laughs> Giving out company secrets. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> we weren't supposed to talk about that on the air. But you but you follow what I'm saying, and I get yeah, totally get yeah, what you're saying. Yeah. So Absolutely. All right, my man. What do you think? Are you ready to get into today's little tidbit? Yeah, let's let's do it. Are you sure? I think so. All right. Well, keeping it within the Christmas spirit, since we're kind of still on the season, here we go. Here we go. I better have a, a little sip of water. I'm out. He's out. 
Uh-oh. Oh, my goodness. My mouth might get dry. Oh, this could be bad. This could be bad. All right. This charity song, written in 1984 by Bob Geldof and Midge Uri. Or what is it? Midge Uri? Uri. Uri. I, I practiced this earlier, I promise. Uh, Raise money for the famine in Ethiopia. It was first recorded by Band Aid and a supergroup assembled by, of course, Geldof and in Ura, consisting of popular British and Irish musical acts. It was recorded in a single day at Swarm West Studios in Notting Hill, London, in November of 1984. Today, everybody, me and Frankie are going to attempt to talk about Do They Know It's Christmas by the band Band Aid. Yeah. How is that? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. We are going to attempt this, I promise. I don't know. Uh, start singing the song. Do they know <laughs> it's Christmas <laughs> time at all? Yeah. No, the only part I know is, thank God it's them <laughs> instead of you. <laughs> and who was singing that part? Uh, Bono, I believe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> My problem is, is I always get this mixed up with, uh, we are the world. <laughs> we are the children. <laughs> Which was the... T- <laughs> Get my Stevie Wonder going on over here. <laughs> the, okay, so um, let's just break it down. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, the song reached number one in 13 countries. In the U.S., it fell short uh, of the top 10 in Billboard Hot 100 due to a lack of airplay. But, see, that surprises me. But sold like an estimated 2.5 million copies. Uh, in 85, in January 85. Um, but it was based around British and Irish musical acts, which I think uh, maybe why it didn't quite uh, hit number one in the U.S. Because I think if it had more, I mean, it had, we're going to talk about the, yeah. the artists, but yeah. I mean, it had some mega artists in it, but yeah. I don't know why it wouldn't have gotten radio play. But I remember when it I came out. I remember playing yeah. on the radio. Yeah. I don't. I don't either. I remember seeing the mi- the, the, I, the video. The video. I yeah. remember seeing that. I I remember hearing it on the radio. I do. Um, and I never thought that it didn't get a lot of airplay. I thought it got much Plenty. as anything at the time. Well, once again, did it come out? It came out before we are the world. Yeah. But what six months? Did it? Did, I, I think could, I, I think this was eighty four, and I do believe that um, we are the world come out in eighty five, in like June or July of eighty five. I thought I'd read that somewhere. If I'm if I'm totally wrong, I apologize. But I thought I'd read that. So I don't remember hearing this song prior to hearing "We Are the World." You follow what I'm saying? Yeah, I thought they came out at the same time. I that was all. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe I just was. I don't know. Maybe it didn't really get a popular airplay until after We Are the World. 
Well, and I don't think it, it I mean, it, I think it only played around Christmas time, whereas We Are the World would, you know, was yeah. kind of that whole um, full thing. You know what I'm saying? It kind of lasted all year, whereas Do They Know It's Christmas Time was more of that song that played at Christmas time. Yeah, okay. We Are the World, it was recorded January 28th. 1985 and were released March 7th, 1985. Okay. I was close. Mm-hmm. Not dead on, but... Yeah. So it was it was done after because this song was actually put together, recorded in one day, and then they released it like right away. And what I mean by that is, is they had a B-side to this album um, that people were... They had some spoken word on there. And I think like Annie Lennox or whatever was was supposed to do it and couldn't uh, get there in time to do it. That's something, yeah. Was it Annie Lennox or was it somebody else? I thought it was Annie Lennox. Maybe I'm wrong. I <laughs> I don't know. So speaking of the B side, though, uh, it was a lot of spoken word, and Bowie and McCartney actually were included on the B side. Yeah. Um. It was the okay. It, it it wasn't Annie Lennox. It was the Thompson twins. Sorry, the Thompson. The Thompson. Yeah, twins. same thing. Yeah, pretty close. <laughs> um, they were unable to appear on it because they had heard it. Uh, they got the news too late. Were now able to get back to the recording, but they did um, donate part of the proceeds of their current single "Lay Your Hands on Me" to the Action of Ethiopia charity. So. So you get Paul McCartney, you get David Bowie, you get, you know, the Thompson twins throwing money at it. And I do believe that since George Michael was such a big piece of of the original, you know, the first recording, that they did a donation of um, their song. Um, so this is Christmas. So this is Christmas. No, yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. I know they got. I'm not sure which one it is. It wasn't. This is Christmas. It was last Christmas. Last Christmas. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know the song. Yeah, yeah. I'm stupid, me, because we just watched. We just watched one of those. Well, I didn't watch it. I kind of bits and pieces of it. It was a Hallmark movie called Last Christmas that <laughs> Bobby watched, and it was the. It was a British style. She's living in London. And she was a big uh, George Michael fan, and so every song in this fucking movie was a was a wham or a George Michael song, but it was called Last Christmas. Ah, uh-huh. so uh, they actually donated uh, proceeds from from their song Last Christmas towards the uh, the same charity. So it's pretty crazy, man. Yeah, a lot of money going into it. Um, you know, it's for a good cause. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I don't think it got quite the love as We Are the World did, um, but but it did have a shit ton of great musicians on them. I'm oh, gonna yeah. let you. So besides a- Andrew Wrigley and uh, uh, George Michael, yeah, uh, you want to break it down to who we who was in here? Okay, uh, yeah, we have the probably the one I think it's probably like the one. United States representative in the whole thing is we have members of Cool in the Gang. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Cool Bell. Uh-huh. Um, 
Yeah, I go down. For some reason, they don't have them all in order like that. But yeah, it's kind of weird how they yeah. got this list set but, up. But, you know, the, him and other members of the band, right. Cool in the Gang, which is an American band. Uh, James J.T. Taylor. Yeah, James J.T. Taylor. And Dennis Thomas. And Dennis Thomas. All right. And then we have Bono from U2. Fucking Bono. And that was, that was early years of U2. Too. <laughs> uh, he was big then, but he ain't as big as he was. I don't know that he was as big then as he is now. Was he known then? I I don't know. Um, I, I okay. So this was what year? Nineteen eighty four. Let me look at YouTube because I think YouTube became super big at the Joshua Tree. Yeah, that, and I, that was when. Not late eighties, early nineties. I was thinking it was late eighties. Uh, 86, no, Joshua Tree, uh, the fifth album, the Joshua Tree, yeah, that's a bad list to go off of, but I'm going to go with 86 when, uh, when that come out. And I think that was kind of their, I know, I know, I know if you're a YouTube fan, I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but the Joshua Tree was kind of their big coming out. Here we are yeah. type album. You know, I know that they had things before that, that were, that were huge. Yeah, like In the Name of Love. That's like the first song I remember. In the name <laughs> of love. Come on, give me a discography. Here we go. Oh, no, Joshua Tree was 87. Sorry. 87. Yep. Um, their first album was 80, was Boy, October 81. War was 83. The yeah. Unforgettable Fire, 84. Joshua Tree, 87. Rattle and Hum, 88. Yeah. Octung Baby, 91. Yeah. I think War was kind of their, maybe their American. Kind of debut. Yeah, I think. But I don't I don't know that. Any YouTube, fan, YouTube yeah. fans hit out there, up. please hit us up. Yep. At, at, New Year's Day was off of uh, War. Mm. Uh, Sunday, Bloody Sunday. Sunday. I remember that one. Sunday, Bloody Sunday. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Got a little yeah. YouTube kick there. Yeah, okay. And then, of course, you had Boy George from the Culture Club. Damn, now you got me one of Sunday, bloody Sunday. <laughs> there you go. Cut it out. Get it out of your system. Got to get it out of there. Um, yeah, everybody knows who Boy George is. Um, oh, yeah, Culture he was Club. that. Um... Come, 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 <laughs> You come and go. You come and go. We are totally getting sued over singing these people's songs. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> we love you guys. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Peter, Peter Briquet. I don't. The Boomtown Rats. The Boomtown Rats. I don't think I know who they are. I don't know, but there were several uh, members of the Boomtown Rats on here. Uh, Johnny Fingers and, uh, well, the guy who organized it, Bob uh, Geldof, okay. uh, was a Boomtown Rat. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just, That's probably I, why there were several members on there. Yeah, I guess that's why I didn't know. <laughs> then there was Adam Clayton from U2. Uh-huh. Which was the, um, was he the bassist? I think he was the bassist, yes. Yeah, bass guitar for you too. The uh, man, the myth, the legend, Phil Collins. That's right. Could have saved the guy from drowning, but he did. Nope. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> um, he actually played drums on this album. Yes, yes, yeah. he was the drummer. Yep, which is fucking hilarious because if anybody ever gets a chance to. 
to uh, go back and, and look at Genesis uh, history, Phil Collins was the drummer. And uh, mm-hmm. Peter Gabriel was Peter the Gabriel with the singer. Yeah. And when Gabriel left, they were on the hunt for the singer. Well, as they were auditioning singers, Phil Collins would go up and, and show them how to sing these songs. And then finally one day they were like, why the fuck are we looking for a singer? We got one right here. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so who else we got in this uh, we list? We got uh, Chris Cross from not the... Give it up, Chris. <laughs> Not that Chris Cross. <laughs> this one's from Ultravox. Ultra, I don't. I don't think I've ever heard of them mm, either. I can't say I have. No. Um, then there was Simon Crow from the Crow, Boomtown Rats. The Boomtown, which I don't know. Then Sarah Dalen from Banana Rama. Banana Rama. Yes, uh, cruel, cruel, cruel summer. summer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then with her bandmate, one of her bandmates, si- I can't even. Shaban. Shaban Fahe. Yeah. Fahe. I don't know. Uh, Johnny Fingers, we yep. already said. Bob Geldof. Yep. Glenn Gregory from Heaven 17. I don't think I've heard of them nope. either. Nope. This no. is the problem with uh, getting uh, all these British and Irish bands. Uh, it's you know We don't know a bunch of the, the people, but we know several of them. And we're getting a few more here. Yeah. Uh, Spandu Ballet. Ballet. Tom Hadley and John Keeble. And Gary Kemp and, and Gary Martin Kemp. Gary Kemp and Martin Kemp, yep. yeah. Um, I think you know this next guy. Yeah. Maybe? Simon LeBon. LeBon. From Duran Duran. But he was joined uh, by Nick Rhodes, Andy Taylor, uh, John Taylor, Roger Taylor, all from Duran Duran. And then we got Marilyn. I don't know Did, Marilyn who. Marilyn? I don't know. I don't know. Who's Marilyn? I don't think it's Manson. Uh, no, better known. Uh, that's actually Peter Robinson, better known as Marilyn, an English singer. He's known for his 83 hit, Calling Your Name. There you go. A little well, history. that's a dude, man. <laughs> a dude. I didn't realize that. It's a dude. <laughs> well, Marilyn Manson was a dude, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy, oh. Marilyn. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. Of course, uh, George Michael, Michael from Wham. Wham. Uh, John Moth from Culture Club. Steve Norman from Fandu Ballet. Yep. Rick Parfit, Parfit from Parfit. Status Quo, which I don't have any yep. idea who that is. He was is. joined by uh, Francis uh, Rossi. Rossi. Yep. Uh, oh. Then we said, we said oh. Nick Rhodes. Then we got yep. Sting. Sting. From the police, yeah. adjusting. <laughs> I'll send an SOS to your... Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I like I like, I like Ding, you know. He did um, the first Stalker song, I think. The first Stalker song? Yeah. I'll Which... be watching. I'll be watching. Every step moving. <laughs> I'll be watching. Didn't he, uh, didn't he do a song about... Uh, I'm drawing a blank here. Uh, something about the. Oh, yeah. Roxanne. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got the phone, the red line. <laughs> Roxanne. <laughs> All I can think of is Eddie Murphy and fucking. Uh, um, which movie was that? Was that uh, 48 Hours where he does that? He's on the bus and listens oh, yeah. to the headphones. <laughs> Roxanne. You got to put on a red line. <laughs> 
That's pretty good. Okay, so where were we at? Oh, then we got you know more of the Duran Duran guys. Yep. We said John Taylor, and Andy Taylor, Midge. Uh, Midge uh, Yuri was also yeah. from uh, who also put together this yeah. this super group was from Alter Box. Mm-hmm. Um, you got the Maryland uh, Mart. What is Martin, it? Martin is it Mer- Martin Ware? Yeah, from Seven uh, Heaven Heaven Seventeen. Yeah, never heard of no. And then Jody Watley. Oh. Which I've heard of her, but I haven't heard of Shalimar. Well, I've heard of Shalimar, but <laughs> I don't know that I can remember something they've done. I've heard the name Shalimar. Right. Yeah, yeah. You, I'm. I'll guarantee that if you heard uh, that one of their songs, you would be like, uh, um, "Shalimar classic lineup on the Solar label." It doesn't give a doesn't give a song title on there. So let's see if it gives one on here. Nope. No. No, no song titles. So, you know, you'll have that. And then you got Paul Weller from the Style Council. Don't mm-hmm. know who that is. Karen Woodward from Bananarama. Paul Young from Paul Young. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's an English musician, singer-songwriter. Yeah. I think he did. Did he do Every Time You Go Away? Um, you take a piece of me. I don't. think that's it. I'm. I'm. I may be totally wrong. Um, we're gonna need those emails and yeah. uh, the golden. Yeah, image every time ABC. you go away. All right, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So he did that. That's the song I know from him. And then what the sleeve artist? It says sleeve artist, and it says Peter oh. Blake. Uh, sleeve artist is is that uh, they uh, they it's like the um, it's like what we talked about earlier the the people that that couldn't get on that were invited but couldn't make it back and they kind of got into uh, like B sides and and so on and so forth they just they made the sleeve but they weren't actually on the on the album so, oh okay. Um, Okay. They kind of added to it, but they didn't really add to it. Okay, I get you. Yeah. And then our additional spoken message on the B side was Stuart Adamson, Mark Berzeski. <laughs> nice. Uh, Tony Butler and Bruce Watson from Big Country. Uh-huh. David Bowie. You might know that guy. You might know who he is. Or Ziggy's Hardest, whichever you want to call him. Yeah. Uh. Holly Johnson Holly from Johnson Frankie Goes, goes to, to Hollywood. Hollywood and Sir, Sir Paul McCartney. Sir Paul McCartney. You got to, yeah. <laughs> and then your instrumentalist, the guys that played the instruments were Phil Collins on drum, yep. which we said. Uh, John Taylor played bass. Andy Taylor with guitar. Yeah, my brothers. Um, <laughs> Mid-jury <laughs> keyboards. He played keyboards and did the programming. Uh-huh. And that's it. There you go. <laughs> that's what I got. Um, uh, yeah, that's what, here. Here it is. The Annie Lennox name appears on the sleeve credits as a recorded message uh, from her due to to be included on the B side, but the message did not arrive in time uh, when it was when the record was pressed. That's what we were talking about with Annie Lennox earlier. She actually recorded. A message, uh, the spoken part, but it didn't actually make it because they didn't get it there in time. That's a sleeve that gives her sleeve credit. 
Okay, I Peter Peter Blake, the leave artist credit. Uh-huh. What he was given credit for, he was he created the cover, the cover sleeve. Of, okay. Yeah, he's the one that came up with that and the Live Aid. He did Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band album, the Who album. Yeah, so, he, so it's a different type of sleeve credit. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so he was kind of somebody in the business. Right, 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 right. Know how to put out an album cover. That's right. That's right. Hmm. Um, we did uh, we did talk about it. It did make uh, number one in what is what is the thirteen countries? Yeah. Um, the U.S. not being one of those, the U.S. made uh, thirteen of the top one hundred Billboard top one hundred, which you know is surprising, seeing as how um, we kind of are really good about uh, um, jumping on that uh, the charities for other countries. Yeah. You know, whether it be. Ethiopia, or whether it be Africa, or whether it oh, be yeah. you know, oh yeah, USA, we couldn't yep. we we couldn't wait to jump on that and copy it. You know, <laughs> we went and did USA for Africa, like it got released, and we're like, well, we got to do that. Yep. You know, they waited till the Grammys and said, hey, everybody, let's yeah. go to the studio. Yeah, we're like, gonna come record on. Song. Yeah, you're here. <laughs> you're not going anywhere. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the idea of it was great. I mean, like I said, we kind of. You you kind of snowballed, you know what I'm saying? It kind of added on, you know. Um, I think Live Aid was something that uh, was a brainchild out of out of this. Yeah. Uh, you know, we are the world was a brainchild out of this. Uh, what was there was another one I thought uh, there was um there was a heavy metal version because they didn't get invited to nothing. Yeah. So they did yeah. their own. They did a hearing aid. Which is just a terrible thing. <laughs> terrible. Hearing aid. Oh my. What what did that uh, what did that what charity was that for? You don't remember? I don't rem- I'd have to look it up and All right. I'll look it up, you talk. Okay. Um let's see. I I'm about out of information on this. Uh how did you know how much they made and how many albums they sold? No, go ahead. <laughs> Trying to give you something. Okay, they it sold over two million copies around the globe and raised more than twenty four million dollars. Damn, they they did something good. Twenty four million dollars. Dear Lord, I mean, how how do you go wrong with that? And how many albums did this spin off? Because I I see that uh, they do Band Aid thirty in two thousand fourteen, something like that. Yeah, there's like three or four of them. Right, like Band Aid two, Band Aid twenty, Band Aid thirty. <laughs> I it just it looks like a vocal. I, I, and I have no idea they did that until just today. I was this day this many days old <laughs> when I learned that because I had no clue. <laughs> Uh, Ed Sheeran, One Direction, uh, Ellie Goulding, Seal, Sam Smith, Sinead O'Connor. I Rita know more Orr. of them yeah, I know, than right? I do of the original. <laughs> <laughs> but all those were on Band-Aid 30. So if you want to go check that out, that was released in November 2014. Man, Ed Sheeran was probably still young in the business at that time, too, I would think. I'd have to look that up. When did Ed Sheeran's big release come out? God, he is a goopy-looking son of a bitch. 
But damn, he's entertaining. Uh, man, the fucking guy's talented, period. Mm-hmm. Uh, you ever get a chance, and this was uh, this was recommended to me from uh, Vanilla Thunder. <laughs> but go check out his uh, four-part uh, series on Netflix. It's a documentary on Ed Sheeran, and it's fucking amazing. I watched it. I loved every minute of it. So, oh, yeah, there's Band-Aid, too. Mm. I don't know. Uh, Kylie Minogue, Jason, Dubbin, Bananarama. Yeah, some of the same, some of them different. Yeah, I, okay, come on. What were you looking for again? I forgot. Uh, here in a trying to figure out oh. what, they, what their <laughs> what their charity was. Yeah. Oh, you're not wasting your time on that. <laughs> but I am because damn it, that was my music, man. That was your music. Yeah, kinda. Well, I mean, it is the your favorite uh, um, genre. No, yeah, heavy metal. Yeah, it was for yeah, they. Wow. Really? They did good, but you know, <laughs> they not what like Band Aid and USA for Africa type money, but yeah, for famine relief in Africa and they raised three million dollars. Nice. For Hernie. Give me a breakdown of it real quick. Who was on it? Okay, we have got hold on, I gotta get back down to it. It's a lot of stuff. I can't believe how much is on here about that. Uh we have vocals, we have Lead vocals, Ronnie James Dio nice. from Dio, Dave Minichetti from YNT, Rob Halford from Judas Priest, Kevin DeBrow from Quiet Riot, God Eric, soul. Eric Bloom from Blue Oyster Cult, Paul Shortino from Rough Cut, never heard of them, Jeff Tate from Queen Trey, really? Don Dockin from Dockin. <laughs> That was a gimme. <laughs> <laughs> Backing vocal, Tommy Aldridge from Ozzy Osbourne. One of the greatest drummers to ever play. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dave Alford from Rough Cut, Carmine Apiece, uh-huh. Vanilla Fudge, and King Cobra. Uh, Vinny Apiece from Apiece. I hope I'm saying your guys' names right. I'm so sorry. Yeah, they're going to come hunt your ass yeah. down. Uh, Jimmy Bain from Dio. Uh, Frankie Benali, Quiet Riot, Mick Brown, Dokken, Vivian Campbell from Dio, Carlo Cavazzo from Quiet Riot, Amir Jerka from Rough Cut, Buck Drama from Blue Oyster Colt, Brad Gillis, Rock On, Night Ranger, uh, Night Ranger uh, Greg Goldie from Guifia. Guifa, Guifia, I don't know how they say their name. Hmm. Chris Hager from Rough Cut. Chris Holm from Wasp. Blackie Lawless from Wasp. George Lynch from Dockin. Or Lynch Mob. Or Lynch Mob. <laughs> he was getting a Dockin credit for that. I'm sure. Yigni Malmsteen. Inge. Inge. Inge Malmsteen. I, I never knew how to say his Inge Malmsteen. Mick Mars from Motley Crue. Michael McKean, which was a character, David St. Hubbin from Final Tap. And Vince Neal from Motley Crue. From. <laughs> Vince. <laughs> from whatever, man. Vince Neal from Over the Hill and should not <laughs> fucking do it no more. <laughs> Ted Nugent 
from, well, Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent, yeah. Eddie Ojeda from. Damn Yankees. That he could be in Damn Yankees, yeah, too. Damn that, Yankees. Yeah, Damn Yankees. This was pre-Damn I know, Yankees. I know. Um, Eddie Ojeda from Twitch Sister. Jeff Pilsen from Dokken. Rudy Sarzo from Quiet Riot. Claude Schnell from D.O. Neil Sean from Journey. Harry Shearer in character credited in Derek Small from Spinal, Spinal Tap. Tap. Mark Stein from Vanilla Fudge. <laughs> you were going to say Vanilla Thunder. Vanilla <laughs> Thunder. Vanilla Thunder. <laughs> Matt Thor from Rough Cut. Now you're like regretting. You're like like well, I'm saying all this list, and we got all okay. And everybody else has been mentioned, but it's like who did solos and stuff, guitar solos, and and we've already said all their names. I'm not doing it again because, well, I'm dizzy, <laughs> and we're not talking about them anyway. Because <laughs> it's not a good song, you know. <laughs> it wasn't a good song. I did. I did. Never got into it. I thought it was terrible. I am. I really think that we need to put Spinal Tap on our list. Okay. 1984. Put it down. We will do it. All right. It's on the list. All right. Next, All right, guys. Frankie. Next show. Frankie, we need to wrap this up. Why? Why are you trying to cut me off? And well, I was hoping you'd give me my plugs. Yeah. <laughs> Go to gold, go to gold mojo ENT or whatever ENT dot com, and you can find everything right there. <laughs> everything you need to know, goldenmojoent dot com. Well, that's the best I can do. Um, no, man, this is. Uh, I, I think that the band aid, uh, you know, uh, do they know it's Christmas? Uh, is was a great idea. I, I mean, it is definitely groundbreaking. I mean, it wasn't wasn't something that was really done before. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, I mean, know. there might have been like super group, but not right. for charity. Right, 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 and not this not this big of a yeah. super group. So. And I don't know that did they nobody got paid for this, did they? Uh, not did that, that I'm aware I, of. I'm aware. Yeah. I think everybody did it out of yeah, just out of helping. So yeah. everybody thought it was uh, you know something yeah. that they can. Uh, um, you know, put into to help. Yeah. Because uh, I think it's... Yeah, Boy George was on tour in the U.S. when they were recording, and he, on his out of his own pocket, paid for his plane ticket and stuff right. to go back to England to record because they were on tour in the U.S. Right on. So he's like, yeah, I'll be there. That's, <laughs> I mean, the way it should be. Um, So, yeah, uh, let's get on out of here, buddy. All right, let's get on out of here. We want to thank you guys. We hope you were entertained with our singing and uh, our shenanigans with, uh, you know. <laughs> Just pure fuckology. No, we have, a, we have two degrees in that. Yeah. <laughs> Working on my doctorate. <laughs> yes. I, I did come up with a new T-shirt idea today. Just to bring us up, it says, I'm too tired. Wait, no, I'm too hurt and too tired to give two fucks. There we go. <laughs> I'm going to get that on record as saying that I just came up with that. Yes. I'm sure somebody else did. Uh, but, hey, thank you for listening to Golden 80s. We really do appreciate all of our listeners out there. And uh, please tell all your friends and go check out the website. It is goldenmojoent.com where you can find a write-up about me and Frankie. Uh, and you can also go check out the merch store. It's in there. You can get a really cool uh, Golden 80s t-shirt. 
uh, sweatshirt, you know, pint glass. More's coming. I know I'm working on that. That's part of my, there you go. Part of my New Year's resolution. (laughs) Um, Also, go check out everybody else in the Golden Mojo Empire, which includes the Call Guys, Golden Image Podcast, the United States Paranormal, Indiana Chiefs fans, Murd Nerds, and a court of books and booze. You can find everything you want to know at Golden Mojo ENT about all of those podcasts. And they are wherever you like to listen to your favorite stream podcast stream. So, you know, you yeah. can't go wrong. Anything else what I miss? Yeah, leave a, you know, if you can leave a rating and a review, please yeah. do so. Please do. We, Let uh, us know what we can do. Yeah, um, what we can do better. I mean, it's a lot, I know, but, you know. <laughs> but if you like what we're doing, tell us that. Yeah, you know? please. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from you in email form at thegoldenimage80s at gmail.com. Send us an email. Thank you, uh, Coach Rob, for your email. Yes, and, thank you. And uh, we hope you all had a wonderful uh, holiday season. And as this comes out, New Year's is on the horizon. So, from me and from Frankie, we we'll want to say Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And we hope that everything you want in the new year comes true. Absolutely. All right. Till next week, everybody. Later. See ya. <laughs>